Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hey, hi Mitch, how you doing? Hey, Cajal. I'm good. Early morning. So, I'll just get going, and uh, yeah, so I'd like to introduce Mitch, who's a long time sober in uh, all the way from Milwaukee, and uh, Mitch, is great to see you on, on the uh, sim today, and um, I heard you share in St. Louis and in uh, Chicago, and I think in Denver as well. And um, it's always great to hear you. And uh, I know you're a great man for service, and you've done tremendous service for SA over the years. And uh, powerful, uh, powerful uh, service CV there, mate. So really grateful. We know you you're, you are willing to go to any lengths because you're you're oh. a super So it's always great to see you and all that great work you've done for SA. Um, so um, the topic for today is willing to go to any length. So I'd just like to hand over to Mitch now to share his experience, strength, and hope with us. And um, back to me, then we can take any questions if anybody wants to use the chat function. Questions as well. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Kohal. Uh, pleasure to be here. I just put my uh, stopwatch on. I, I think I'm going like 15 minutes or something like that. Okay. Thank you. Um, good to be with you, everybody. Many thanks to uh, to the SA Internet Marathon Committee. Speaking in terms of uh, of service, uh, you know, uh, anyone who heads up events like this or does any kind of service like that, they they do a lot of work. Um, so, uh, and I can identify with that. I, I've been I, I I've been in service positions where, you know. Some people do a lot of work, and and the ones that do a lot of work, they they get a lot of uh, they got a, they get a lot of benefits from it. But you know, it's all it, it's also if we can get more people to help, that's always that's always good. Uh, and eventually, they're going to have they're going to need to rotate off, and uh, other people are going to need to come on. But uh, anyway, I've just uh, this is my two cents about service, and I just want to say I'm very grateful to the sim sim committee because I know I know they've done. They do and have done a lot of great work. Um, willing to go to any lengths. Uh, so this uh, this idea of willingness it's it's uh, it's really a very fundamental um, quality that one has to have to stay sober. It's probably the most important quality that one has to have to stay sober and to continue to stay sober. And uh, in the AA Big Book, 
uh, I believe it says that willingness is the foundation of recovery. So depending on how strong my willingness is, that's going to hold up everything else. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a strong step one principle. Um, uh, so willingness, very, very important. Uh, and when they say willingness, it's, it's really implied. Am I willing to go to any lengths, uh, to stay sober? Um, so, and this is a quality that it can be, it, it can be based in fear. We can have uh, fear based willingness, which is more related to, to step one, uh, uh, you know the, the the suffering and the and 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 that we've caused in others' lives and our own lives, uh, you know, produces some fear, which uh, you know hopefully acts positively for us, at where we get to, you know where we can get to our first meetings, and uh, where we're desperate enough to uh, ask for sponsors um, and. Uh, you know, and it, we're we're really fearing our bottom, or how how low can, can our bottom go? How low can my bottom go? And uh, so there's fear-based willingness, and, and eventually, as we move on through recovery, uh, the willingness becomes uh, more love-based, which is more of a step two kind of a willingness. Um, this uh, our our higher power, who hopefully. We uh, we trust uh, that is on our side and and loves us and will give us whatever we need uh, to get through our get get through life uh, uh, and that we want to uh, we want to do and be what our higher power would have us do and be uh, and so therefore we're willing to uh, to do whatever it takes to not only to stay sober but to uh, to be of service to others. Uh, so uh, this fear-based willingness and love-based willingness, th- these are the two, I think, motivators for willingness, fear and love, or step one and step two. Um, for me, everything is based on step one and step two. If, if uh, to, to stay sober and to continue to stay sober, it's, it's uh, the qualities of step one and step two, how, how much are they taking place in my heart and uh, one day at a time. And uh, so for me, willing to go to any lengths, uh, when I, when I first came to SA, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was afraid of going to jail and that was my initial, uh, that was my, uh, initial motivation for staying uh, for staying sober, um, uh, and it was uh, fear based, obviously. Um, uh, but you know, uh, it, it took it took. Uh, I had to get a lot more willing because uh, uh, that got me in the door to, to to the meetings, and it it helped to keep me sober. And I stayed sober on this fear based willingness for for you know a long time. Uh, it wasn't the greatest sobriety though. Um, it was, uh, 
I was still lusting. So in that way, I really wasn't sober. Cause, I mean, what is true sobriety? True sobriety is really to, to stop lusting. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if any, any of us ever, uh, accomplish true sobriety. Um, uh, you know, there, uh, but I think we continue to have progressive victory and, and progressively move toward it. But when I first came, you know, I was, I was lusting a lot. Uh, I was, I was maybe staying sober by, you know, some very bottom line, uh, criteria, uh, uh, but I was able to stay sober. Um, eventually I got more desperate in my program because I realized even though I was staying sober, I was, uh, I still wasn't happy much of the time and I was still lusting and I realized, and I saw this and I began to see myself deception more and more. And, uh, eventually I got so, uh, 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 my, my eyes were opened more and more through coming to the meetings through, through good sponsorship, uh, uh, and through hearing myself uh, in meetings over and over, and I, 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 I was beginning to, uh, I was getting more honest, and I was hearing my self-deception more and more, and uh, uh, and I realized I was, and I, and I realized that you know I, I could, I could deceive myself right into the gates of hell uh, without without really knowing it if I, if I let my addiction uh, take hold. You know, uh, if, if I, if, if I wasn't taking my medicine and coming to meetings and so I got much more desperate and much more willing and my sponsor was confronting me, uh, very strongly. And, um, uh, and, and, uh, and so I became much more willing to go to more meetings, to, to do things that, you know, normal people don't do and to, and to, to the outside world or in my mind, even in my addict mind, to do things that uh, uh, seemed uh, crazy or absurd, you know, uh, and I'm talking about recovery things, you know, to the normal world, what, what I do in recovery maybe seems crazy, you know, going to lots of meetings, you know, meeting every day, uh, you know, calling people up uh, every uh, hour to, to uh, uh, you know, to check in, um, you know, uh, being willing to go to any lengths. And, uh, you know, there's, there, there, this program had to take more and more time in my life. It had to become a priority. I had to give it more and more time and, and more and more of my energy. Um, and, uh, you know, in the outside world, you know, uh, there's, there's lots of important things to do. You know, we all have to work, you know, we all have to give time to our families, uh, you know, and then we might have other things we like to do, too, you know. And and so to give time to a spiritual program, you know, it, it seems uh, and, and for for that to take a good a good chunk of our time, you know, that that uh, that's hard. That's hard for a lot of us to accept, hard for me to accept in in my willingness. But but I became willing more and more today. I believe that, uh, you know, and, and I suggest this to my sponsees too, that, uh, the more time I give to my program, the more comfortable and the more happy I am, you know? And so, uh, uh, so anyway, 
you know, I hit another bottom in my, uh, in my recovery, you know, and, uh, and I got good sponsorship at one time in turn, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I was so desperate. And again, this was after being in sobriety for a long time that I, uh, with my sponsor's permission, I got four more sponsors because I, I just, I just needed a lot more help. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and I did everything that my sponsors, all of my sponsors asked me to do, you know, I, I called them every week, um, uh, you know, and did everything they told me to do or almost everything anyway. And, uh, uh, you know, I was willing, I was desperate. I mean, one of, uh, one of the qualities of step one is desperation and, uh, you know, and that helps our willingness. And that, you know, again, that's kind of a fear-based thing. Uh, but, you know, I got, I got through that and, and, uh, you know, today, you know, now I'm sober. My, my sobriety date is December 20th, 1985. That's the sobriety date I claim. My sobriety has not been perfect. Uh, but that's the sobriety date that I, that I, uh, that I have and continue to stand on with, with integrity, but it's not perfect. Uh, Lust is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And uh, so this willingness, no matter how long one is sober, uh, has to continue every day. I have to give time to my program every day. Because uh, lust is powerful. It's, 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 it's way more powerful than I am. Uh, and it, it will win every time. And uh, if, if I... Uh, you know, engage it and let it, let it take part of my, uh, take time in my soul, take time in my life. Um, so I have to, uh, so even today now with, with, with uh, almost 33 years of sobriety today, you know, I still, I, I, today I have two sponsors, two SA sponsors and one AA sponsor. So actually three sponsors. And I still have to talk to them. You know, I talk, call them up every week, you know, whether I feel I need to or not. Um, uh, it's, it's important for me to check in every week. And it's important for me to check in as needed. You know, uh, if I'm struggling with any kind of strong feelings or if I'm having lust temptations, then I, then I need to check in, you know, as needed. Um, uh, uh, I still go to uh, three meetings every week. Uh, I was having some struggles uh, uh, with with uh, some other kinds of with new kinds of lust temptations, and uh, you know, my sponsor asked me, "How many meetings are you going to a week?" And I said, "Well, two. And he said, "Well, I want you to go to three meetings a week." You know, and so I go to three SA meetings a week now, and I go to one AA meeting a week. So I so I go to four meetings a week. You know, I've uh, 30, uh, almost 39 years of sobriety in, in AA. And, you know, I still need to give a lot of time and energy to my program. Uh, uh, and it, it's, 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 it's more love based now today. I want to do it more. Uh, I, I wouldn't say more, but to, to be of service to others, but also, you know, there's still some fear base. I think it's important to always have that little bit of fear of lust. You know, our, uh, 
in our in in the AA literature, it says that uh, in one of one of the promises, it says we are neither cocky or afraid. Uh, you know, we recoil as from a hot flame when tempted. Um, and and I'm I, I'm thinking those those promises those uh, those are uh, kind of uh, perfect ideals. You know, um, I if I work my program every day, you know, and I do program work every day, I have a good chance, hopefully, of staying sober every day for the rest of my life. But I have to do it every day. I I can never let up. Uh, that willingness always has to be there. Um, uh, because lust is more powerful than me. Now, my higher power is infinitely bigger than lust. It will win every time, but I have to do my part. I, I have to work my program every day. Uh, my latest struggles where, as I've gotten older, uh, my uh, body doesn't function as well uh, sexually. I'm a married man. I've been married for... Uh, 36 years, I think now. And, um, and so I'm, I'm still sexually active with, with my wife, but my body doesn't function as well. And that's brought on new lust temptations for me. Uh, uh, when, when my body doesn't work as well, I get discouraged and I have temptations to want to, uh, uh, touch myself, to stimulate myself, uh, uh, to get my body to work better. And, uh, and these are, uh, these are new struggles that I've had the last, uh, couple of years. And in terms of my willingness, um, so, uh, what I, uh, the patterns that I've had are, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, prior to, to, to being sexual with my wife, I, you know, I would go in the bathroom or I would lay in the bed and I would stimulate myself a little bit. and. And and I thought I think and thought that this was okay in the context of the marriage bed, and and, and that's the way I looked at it because I, I I don't think sex you know we're not an anti sexuality program we're an anti lust program so that was that was the thinking uh, that was that was going through my mind. Now I would share this at meetings or with my sponsors and. Most people would say, "Well, Mitch, that sounds that like that might not be very safe. Uh, might not be the best idea, Mitch." Well, I would resist. I would resist this. You know, my attitude would be, "Who, who are you to tell me this is my marriage bed, and I'm I'm not really getting into any trouble with it?" Um, you know, my quality of willingness uh, uh, was was lower, and I still struggle with this in my own mind with, with this, uh, with this particular, uh, uh, struggle that I'm going through with this. And, and so, uh, you know, but that's one thing about if I work my program every day and I come to the meetings every day, I get this positive pressure from all of you in the groups and with, from my sponsors. And even though part of my mind is going, you know what, all those people are wrong. <laughs> and uh you know i could and i can uh you know and it's my business anyway i can make up my own mind you know uh i'm still getting this positive pressure from all of you and and, and it helps you know so 
every day, one day at a time, lust is still cunning and baffling and powerful. And, uh, and there will always be new temptations, uh, you know, new, uh, new, new, uh, uh, challenges with lust, uh, Roy K, our founder, that was one of his uh, uh, convictions was that he was always looking for the next surrender. There was always, you know, another deeper, maybe more subtle aspect of lust that he had to deal with, or maybe not so subtle in my case. Now, as I said, my quality of willingness with this particular incident is is not always there. You know, uh, uh, if I know I'm going to have sex with my wife, I automatically want to touch myself, but these days with my sponsor and your help, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore, but I'll tell you in those moments, those temptations are, uh, you know, there's that attitude of this is no big deal. It's okay. It's okay. I can do this. So that quality of willingness is not as strong. So I, you know, I still need all the help I can get, uh, with this. And so, so I share it. I try to be transparent. Here now I'm being transparent with the whole world, and you guys can help hold me accountable. And I'm doing pretty good uh, with with not doing this now for, for going on a pretty good long run. Uh, and I want to keep doing it, though, because I know in some of those moments I'm, I'm pretty weak with, with regards to this behavior. Uh, and so uh, – uh, so, so, uh, so willingness, lust is cunning, baffling, and powerful, but higher power is is infinitely bigger. And uh, and we need to have this quali- quality of willingness every day, day. And I need to work my program every day. Uh, and then I have a chance at staying sober, growing in sobriety, uh, being uh, of greater love to others every day, of greater service to others every day. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, but it, it, it has to be every day, you know, and even in those days though, there can be weak moments. So nothing's guaranteed, but I trust that my higher power will get me through. Uh, uh, and, uh, and that willingness will be strong enough if I work my program every day. So, uh, you know, willingness is a mysterious thing, and it's not, uh, you know, so if if we're not staying sober, but we're trying, you know, it, it has to do with willingness. Uh, but I don't think we should be too judgmental on others or, or ourselves if people aren't getting it. It's a mysterious thing. And again, it comes through the suffering of uh, the consequences, the bottoming out, and it also comes from inspiration from higher power. And, you know, it's mysterious though. People get it when they get it. And for me, when I have it on a daily basis, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not because of me. It's because of my higher power from that inspiration. So thanks for, for the opportunity to share. And, uh, I'll uh, I'll turn it over to you, Kahal. Thanks for having me, and, and thank you so much for your service. Thanks. Thanks very much, Mitch. It was really great to hear you and sharing your experience, strength, and hope. And I really got a lot out of it. And it's always good to hear you. Good to see you as well today on the uh, 
internet so far away, many miles away from the from where I am here in the west of Ireland. So, um, yeah, great to hear you. It was really good. I could really identify and um, could identify a lot actually. It's amazing how much we can identify with each other, even though we're, you know we're in different countries and we have different life experience. But the disease just has the same result. I think, like you know, no matter what story I hear, I always can say, "Yeah, I did that. I tried that. I tried that, and it didn't work either. And it didn't work. And it didn't work. And it didn't work." You know, the list is long uh, of the things I tried with uh, with addiction and didn't work. You know, this is the only thing that works is sobriety, you know, to just be willing uh, for me to go to those lengths. So, um, yeah, I'm Colin Sexaholic, so um, it's good to be here with you today and, like, just welcome all the people online from wherever they are and wherever they're at today. And um, I just want to share my experience, strength, and hope with you on the topic of willing to go to any lengths. And... I got sober on the 6th of January, 97, after a couple of really painful slips. And um, every time I'd go out and slip or act out, um, a sponsor would ask me, well, did you learn something new this time? And I'd learn something. I'd say, yeah, I did. I answered a question, you know. Um, and I can remember one time, um, uh, this was before the age of mobile phones where I had a, a, I went up to the shop and we used to have to buy phone cards. So that was like phone credit for a coin box. And um, uh, I had the phone card in my pocket and I said, yeah, I'm going to call a member now in the next five minutes, next five minutes, next five minutes. And um, that never came. Those five minutes never came because I chose to go uh, back to my disease instead. And once I crossed the line, I was unable to use that phone card. Once the disease took over, um, once the compulsion started up, I was unable to use the phone card to call anybody for help to stop. And um, that, you know, sort of I got into a really bad state and, you know, lost my sobriety and felt terrible. I just wanted to be dead. And... Um, really, really well afterwards. And as every time, I always felt really terrible after slip, you know, after choosing to go down, back up to my disease, choosing to act out. And consequences internally for me were so painful, you know, immediately it would be thoughts of suicide or wanting to kill myself or, you know, throw myself under a bri- over a bridge or under a car or something, you know, just this horrible kind of dark kind of cloud would descend upon me and, I just wouldn't see there was any way out. And that's a, that's like, you know, that's a serious kind of life threatening, um, illness to have, you know, um, often compared to like, if somebody has epilepsy and suddenly they get a fit and, you know, they start shaking, uh, they need help, you know, they really need help to get through those things. And, you know, they're in danger of sort of losing their life. So I think an addict, um, just, you know, an addict to lust with compulsion is also in danger of losing their life, you know, because for me, this thing was so powerful. It was just like, it was like having a, it was like having a different computer in my head telling me what to do, when to do it, where to go. Um, and it was like I was a robot, 
you know, I was literally a robot for lust and a robot for acting out. Once these instructions came into my mind for how that to go, it didn't matter would I would I go to Dublin, you know, drive 150 miles in the middle of the night. It didn't matter. Just once these instructions came, once I switched on the, the, the lust machine, then there was no stopping it. And it just was willing to take me out and cause unbelievable trouble in my life, you know. And I can really identify with you on that, on the kind of nature of it. Um, so when when um, when I first met my first sponsor, that was one of his questions was, was um, clearly he said to me on the phone, he said, I've got three years of sobriety. Do you want what I have? I said, yeah, I want, I want sobriety. Like, I, this sounds good to me. And uh, he said, then his next question was, are you willing to go to any lengths to get it? And I said, yeah, 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 I will. Now, it took me a while for the awareness to come into my mind that it was actually, that it was a disease I was dealing with, that it was something really, really strong, really powerful, like, he, like something that could, you know, destroy my life. Um, and something that I had to treat with a lot of respect and um, uh, I know the power of acting out today and I know the power of the disease very well. And I think I had to make every mistake in the book to get sober, you know. I had to do, like I acted out after meetings. I'd, I'd drive an hour and a half um, uh, trying to get sober, I'd go to the meeting, and then I'd act out on the way home. You know, I wouldn't get home sober. And one of the things I had to do in that situation was, and my sponsor suggested, he said, um, you know, before you leave, which is one hour away, before you leave, call somebody and tell them you're going to be home. And when you get home, call them to tell them you're there. And it's like bookending yourself. And I, and I did that. I did that for a number of times. And um, so I got the help I needed when I needed it. I think that's the crucial thing. And... Um, in this little uh, fellowship that we have, I think the help is amazing. I've I've never called anybody, you know. That you know, rarely they they nearly always call me back if I miss them or they always pick up. You know, it's so great. Like I mean, so helpful and so kind and so willing to share their experience, strength, and hope with me at any particular time of the day or night, wherever they are. And I really respect that a lot. Um, you know, I think in in in, in so you know, in in twenty years of writing, I could probably count on on two hands the number of times my sponsor uh, wasn't able to answer me or whatever, you know. Um, and these are busy people, and yet they have time to talk to a member and share their experience, strength, and hope. And you know, I try and do the same myself. I try and return those calls in the day, if possible, that I get, and um, somehow at least give them a message or something. You know, I'll call them tomorrow. I can't take it right now, but. You know, just just to be there, just have a minute or two. Sometimes all it takes is two minutes just to change somebody's uh, day around. You know, to connect with the other member, to share a little bit of experience. You know, it's amazing the uh, power of sobriety down the phone line. You know, even if it's three thousand miles away, it still can be very powerful. <clears throat> and that 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 willingness on the other side for people to go to any lengths to help somebody else is. It's very strong, and I say, and I really appreciate it a lot. <clears throat> so what kind of things I like to do to get sober? Um, 
I'd been willing to be willing to make three calls every day. I think that was that was a game changer really at the start because there's nothing more an addict likes in his disease than to be on their own, to be isolated, to be you know to think nobody wants to hear from me. The second thing is my mind would tell me I can do this by myself. I don't really need help on this one. I don't need your help. I'm strong enough to handle it. And if I act out, I'm, I'll be fine. It's okay. I'll I'll come back tomorrow and the guys will be great and it's going to be all fine. That's a problem in my thinking. It won't be fine. It won't be good. The guys will still be there, but they'll be like, they won't be able to help me because once I make the decision to act out, I will have placed myself beyond all human aid. And the big book tells me that. And I read that line over and over, a thousand times. The alcoholic, once he's picked up a drink, will have placed himself beyond all human aid. So they say it can't help me if I choose to act out. Only God can bring me back or, you know, some kind of miracle can bring me back to sanity. Um, and I really remember that today. So <clears throat> because I went, I, I you know, not, I had a number of slips in SA, various sobriety, and I went to meetings you know, I just found these guys are talking double Dutch. I don't understand what they're on about. I, my head was full of lust and my mind was in a mess. And It's very hard to connect with anybody when your mind's in a mess, you know, uh, when your mind's completely obsessed with, with, with lost ideas and fantasies. It's, I wasn't connecting with anything. I was like, you know, sort of, I was not able to connect with anybody. Um, so... Um, uh, I just had to like realize that to stay sober, I need help. I need help today. I need help every single day. What help do I need? I get help from the literature, from a little bit of reading, even if it's a couple of lines from the big book, any white book, any essay material. I get help from my higher power. I can reach out to my higher power, first and foremost, from having a problem. Stay on step one. Um, with anything that comes into my mind in regard to sex or lust. I really am powerless, you know. Um, then reach out, make my calls. Um, today I'm lucky because I get calls, but I also need to make calls at almost monsters every day still. Um, you know, this, as you say, Mitch, like you're still going to three meetings a week and one AA meeting. I mean, it is a program based on maintenance. We don't just come in and flick a switch. And oh, you're cured of your sexualism now. Go away and live a normal life. Um, it's a spiritual program based on maintenance that we, we need to, I need to maintain this, you know, and maintain it through, as you say, doing service has been so helpful for me. Um, going to meetings on a regular basis, connecting with my old friends in the program who know me inside out, who can call me on my stuff. I come up with crazy ideas all the time, you know, crazy just crazy ideas. You know, hey, I should say this to somebody. Hey, I should do that. Hey, and I said, God, why, what are you doing there? You know, <laughs> why are you saying I'm going to say that to somebody? What's going to be the effect if you do say that to somebody? You know, like, you know so it's great to have people that run things by, you know, sort of another opinion on things. You know, we all have life decisions to make and we want to make good ones. So it could be stuff with, my, with your children or maybe moving house with what neighborhood you're going to move into. Maybe you're going to change your job. Like, the support of SA has just been phenomenal, you know, absolutely amazing on, on so many levels. Um, so when I was in the worst of my disease, I screamed at God for help, you know. 
I said, God, you've got to get me out of this. I can't live. I'm not going to be alive if I keep, you know, doing my addiction. And God sent me a say, you know, sent me the whole package. I asked for somebody in my life to give me a bit of direction. My sponsor turned up, you know, and I'm really indebted to my sponsor today. He's been such a steadying force through, you know, challenging times in my life. Um, and I always feel that bit calmer when I get off the phone and, uh, you know, sort of my mind is less agitated and stuff. So in the early days of sobriety, we didn't have mobile phones in Ireland. And, um, you know, one of the things was I said, willing to go to any lengths. Okay, from my disease, I was willing to drive 150 miles in the nighttime in a really bad car. You know, this this was a little car your granny wouldn't choose to go around town. Like, it was like pretty old and <laughs> it was a big dent in the back of it and yet I'd just go and I'd drive 150 miles and I wouldn't care if the car stopped in the middle of the night, you know, just to get my drug and, um, you know, so I was willing to do that. Would I be willing to drive 150 miles to a meeting tonight if I needed to go and I needed to stay sober? Yeah, I probably would. If I had to do it, I would do it. Um, it's a lot easier to pick up the phone to the US or someplace in the middle of the night if I have a problem. I rarely have to do that now, but it's good to know I can do it if I want. Um, so the other thing is we didn't have phone, 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 mobile phones in the early days in sobriety. So the phone, the nearest phone I had was um, uh, about two miles away. And uh, to phone my sponsor, I used to get... Uh, 10 pounds in change in coins and this would last for like 10 minutes to the US to California and um, I'd be walking over to this phone box on a Saturday night I used to call him at 10 o'clock every Saturday night that was like 2pm his time in California and I'd say to myself why am I wasting all this money and putting 10 pounds into the phone I didn't even have that to spare um, and uh, one of the members said to him, he said, um, you know, I'm putting 10 pounds into my phone box uh, to call you like once a week. You know, how can I afford to do that? And the answer the sponsor gave him back was, can you afford not to do it? You know, how much, do, how much is an act out going to cost you? You know, it's going to cost you hundreds. It might even cost your life. So this 10 pounds is well worth it. It's an investment in sobriety. So, I'd walk two miles there and two miles back, put the 10 pounds into the phone box and watch the, watch the coins come in one by one. <laughs> Thinking, I'm getting poorer, I'm getting poorer. But by the time I came off the phone, I would feel richer. I'd have, I'd have increased my sobriety, you know, and my sobriety would have been better. My serenity would have improved. You know, and I'd have made the connection, you know, as it says in the big book, like that connection that made me whole, you know, made me feel filled up that hole in my soul for a little bit let me get on through the next day so um uh so that 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 showed that my willingness was good and i was able to um i was able to make the difference you know it made the difference for me to have that member to call and you know at one stage my willingness got really bad and i went back to my disease and my sponsor said to me, you know, I said, I don't have the willingness. I'm not willing to work this program today. I just want to act out. And he said, you know, pray for the willingness. 
if you pray for it, maybe you'll get it. And sure enough, I do have it today. I have the willingness to go to hang events today. And, you know, it, 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 you know I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for that. Um, I see the benefits. I get the benefits in my life, you know, and it's the life I want. This is, this, the life I have today is the life I always wanted. I don't want the Act Out Life. I see Act Out Lives regularly coming in as newcomers to our program. I see the mayhem. I see the destruction. I see the, I see the pain. You know, I see the fallout. You know, I don't want it. I've had, had enough. I had more than enough of it. I had 20, 20 years of it. I mean, that's surely enough. You know, so act, sober life, uh, the sober life, my sponsor said, is much more pleasurable than the acting out. It's, 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 it's a long-lasting pleasure. You know, it's the good things in life. It's the freedom to be able to wake up in the morning and feel free, to look out and enjoy the day, to go out and walk with my dog around the lake today, just so enjoyable, um, feel the fresh air in my face. I'm not looking at anybody around the lake. I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking at the water. I'm looking at the sky. I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> I'm happy walking by myself in the dark. And that's so fun, you know. Um, so I'm not standing on street corners today. Like I'm trying to find somebody. Look, I'm not wandering around the supermarket like a zombie, you know. Um, today I go to the supermarket to shop, to get my stuff and get out of there as quickly as I can. Um, I don't hide behind the aisles anymore, you know. I'm not the crazy guy, you know, hiding behind the aisles, wondering, sort of following somebody around the supermarket or whatever, you know. It's, it's insane behavior. This, this is an insane disease. It will cause you to go insane. And, um, you know, being insane is not very pleasant. Um, you know, through step two, you know, we can return to sanity. And I can say today I'm pretty sane most of the time. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's like my sense of humor came back. You know, it's like I can have a laugh. I can enjoy fellowship. I can have fun. I can do stuff, you know. Um, you know, I've been, been to, uh, was in St. Louis last year. I had such a good time there, you know. There's the swamp. It was really hot. I'm not used to that weather, but the sobriety was really good and the fellowship was just fantastic. We had such fun. And... Um, you know, I look forward to, to uh, every convention I go to. I really look forward to them. They, they really boost my sobriety. It's like getting my sobriety charge pack on, you know, getting my sobriety charged up to, uh, and get a break, you know, from, from the normal Monday, everyday routine. Um, so I think sometimes, you know, I see newcomers coming in and, and, and the, their willingness, they might have just a tiny bit of willingness, you know, are they willing to make a call? Are they willing to open a book? A member told me once, and this was after an act out, and he said, Carl, he said, you know, a child of five years old could do what it takes to get sober. He could read a book. He could make a phone call. Surely you can do that. And I thought about it, and I said, yeah, I could do that. I could read a book. I could read a bit of the big book. So that, that you know, these are simple things we need to be, we, we need to do, but, People find them very hard to do, you know. The disease is really powerful. The disease, my disease will tell me, you do not need to make a call today. You do not need to read that book. You actually, you know, you really don't need to do that. You're okay. You're, you're doing fine. Why, you know, why, you know, you're long enough sober now. You should be able to handle this. 
And I noticed for myself, as you said there, there, Mitch, like the disease can kind of try and sneak back in, you know, over time. And I'm an artist, you know, and um, uh, one of the things when I go into a bookstore, uh, my brain, my loose brain tells me, Carl, you need to look at all the books on anatomy in here. <laughs> I don't need to look at those books. And I have to stop. I, 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 and I notice myself, if I, if I pick one of them up, I, I want to read them really, I want to flick really quick just in case there isn't anything in there that I don't, shouldn't see. So I've taken it on board and say, no, I don't, I'm not reading those books anymore. I, I'm willing to check in on it. I go into a bookshop, I call some member and say, I'm looking, I'm looking into abstract art. I don't need to read books on anatomy. Um, I don't need to see the images, you know. Um, so, you know, these are this is the way. Like, um, it's it, it just the disease wants to sneak back. I, I'm I'm really careful on the computer. I need to be careful that I'm not too tired at night time. You know, I get crazy emails all the time from spam. Uh, I'm trying to find a good blocker for it at the moment, and. Um, but I, you know, it's it's. I just hit delete, I delete them all together, and never click on anything. And I'd be careful that I'm not too tired at the computer at night time. And um, cutoff time is 11 p.m., and I need to just leave it at that. Even though I've got a lot of work to do, but you know, boundaries are good for me. Healthy boundaries around around taking care of myself, you know, self care, and. Um, Tiredness, fatigue, uh, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You know, these these are things I need to watch for. Hunger I can do pretty easily. Loneliness, you know, I've never... A member said to me, we might be on our own, but we're not alone. Um, and I often find that really helpful to think of that. I've got my higher power. And, you know, if I'm in a city, you know, there's always something to do for somebody. You can always find somebody to hold the door open for. You can... In the early days of sobriety, it was suggested that we, you know, if you're in a city on your own and you feel like lusting or you feel like acting out, then go and pick up papers and put them in the bin. Pray for the people in the city. Pray for the people of New York. If you're in New York, you know, pray for the whole city. Pray for a sober city. Pray for a sober Milwaukee. You know, we could all benefit. Society could all benefit with sober cities, you know. Um, everywhere we go, the, the lust problem is really huge. And... You know, we, we have to, the more sober these cities are, the better for everybody. Um, so willingness to go to any lengths is is, is a reminder. And I, and I love the literature. I find the literature, you know, just that phrase, you know. I would never have heard of that only before I came to SA. I would never have heard of the word acting out only before I came to SA. I would never know what lust was only before I came to SA. I would never have, you know, felt the joy of fellowship, the camaraderie, the... Um, the wonderful kind of times we can have together, the laughs and the jokes. And, you know, I mean, when I walked into the room and, and saw yourself and Harvey sharing last year in St. Louis, I just said, what a treat, you know. And, you know, it's just these magical things happen, you know. And I would never I would never have met you, Mitch, only for essay. I would never have met Harvey for essay, only for essay. And I would never have met my sponsor, only for essay. And this, these people have become like, really valuable friends that I, 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 you know, I'm willing to listen to and get such a lot from. And uh, your experience helps me to stay sober today, you know, a little bit more. And um, I think I'll wrap it up now. Um, if there's any questions, um, I don't know if Daniel is there. If we had any questions, Daniel, we could answer them. Or does anybody want to talk from the floor?
Well, maybe you could maybe share a little bit more, Mitch, on you want to come back in? I am back. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for being there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let me let me think here. What do I? <laughs> um, I, pr- I really pre- I appreciate your share a lot, uh, Kahal. Uh, um, well, I'll tell you, it's a, here's some evidence of some strong willingness. Uh, I got up at five in the morning for this sim event this morning. So uh, what do you, what do you think about that? Huh? I'm I'm impressed. That's pretty good. Huh? Um, and I, I heard you guys speak for the for the first hour and uh, and get uh, you know getting it all started and uh, um but uh, yeah uh, you know I don't know I don't know if I have too much to share the words the words aren't coming very well right now I I, I will say though that uh, you know, just in terms of my uh, current program right now. Uh, the two the two main things I'm working on uh, I, I started working my uh, uh, char- character defects I, I spoke at a retreat uh, like a, a couple months ago and my sponsor was there he spoke too and he uh, he spoke uh, on step six uh, you know being willing to have our character defects removed um, uh entirely ready to have god remove our defects of character you know that that's 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 a what 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 a, another impossible undertaking yes i mean uh just as impossible as lust you know and again with, with god all things are possible but uh uh you know he inspired me at that at that retreat um you know, uh, and I had never been sponsored this way before, but he inspired me. His sponsor had sponsored him to go through one character defect at a time uh, and spend some time on one character defect at a time. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I I had never tried it that way. I've never had sponsors uh, uh, direct me in um, in that fashion before. And he wasn't directing me either, but I was just inspired by him. And I, uh, and I asked him, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if he would help me with that. And, uh, because, you know, we have all of these character defects and, you know, I trust that my higher power, uh, you know, if, if, you know, if I try to do my part, you know, if I try to, uh, work the program every day. You know, if I do my prayer and meditation, I get to my meetings, I do my inventory, uh, that the character defects will be removed, transformed, or perhaps even used by my higher power. And I've kind of looked at, at it in, uh, that kind of, kind of, uh, I suppose holistic or very general generalistic kind of way, but to focus on one character defect at a time, was something that was uh, new to me. So, so the latest character. So, I've been working on my first character defect, and I'm working on criticism sobriety. I tend to I tend to have a very 
I tend to be a very, a pretty critical person on myself and on others. Um, you know, even, even at, you know, you would think given my years of sobriety, maybe I would have gotten over this already, but I, I, I can tend to be hard on myself and others. And, um, uh, but especially, but, but, you know, the people closest to me, my wife. And, um, and so it's, so I've been working on criticism, criticism sobriety with my wife and, uh, I'm taking a little inventory every day, uh, you know, and I've been doing pretty well uh, at not uh, not criticizing my wife, uh, and not uh, especially, you know, in a in a mean spirited way. And uh, now there have been some things that have come up that uh, you know that I've disagreed with her, and I brought some things up, and so I'm 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 taking note of those things and checking them in with my sponsor. And, you know, uh, cause, uh, uh, just, just trying to figure out how this works, you know, as, as I grow in recovery, how I, uh, uh, you know, I think the quality of criticism is not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, if it turns to be, uh, if it's chronic and it turns to be negative and mean spirited, uh, and, and, and more on, you know, and I'm focusing more on being pessimistic than optimistic, then that can, that can be kind of a bad thing. But, um, but anyway, so I, I look forward to, to growing in this way. One character defect, and I'm going to stick with this one for a while because my the, my wife is the most important person in my life. She's stuck with me through a lot, and um, you know we've been married now for for uh, 36 years. I always forget the exact <laughs> the exact amount. 1983, whenever that is. So what what, what is that? 30, 30 uh, five years, almost 36. So. Uh, um, and it's, uh, you know, she's the love of, she's the love of my life, but you know, you live with a person that long day in, day out, you know, we've had a lot of struggles together, had to deal, you know, our, you know, our children have had various, uh, you know, illnesses and, you know, it's, it's been, you know, it's been stressful. And the first one person I want to go to is to blame, obviously is my, my wife. When, when I'm blaming my life, when I'm blaming my wife, you know, temptations to lust aren't far behind you know and so it's uh, uh so important uh for me to work on criticism sobriety with my wife all right i was slow to start but then i maybe i talked too much huh lawrence uh, or ha call i mean so uh thanks i'll stop there